Welcome everyone. We are about to begin. Beth Hashem, feedback and insight share number 88. We're going to talk about how to fight back against perfectionism, which hurts ourselves, it hurts our husbands and wives, and it hurts our children. We need to forgive ourselves, and we need to forgive others, and we need to work on holding ourselves back from perfectionism, which entails things like setting unrealistic high standards for yourself and for those who are extremely close to you, your own husband, wife, children. It's always a beautiful thing to want to strive higher. And it's important to want to strive and work hard and achieve and always go up in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, as the Gros says in Evan Shlema, it's brought down in many, many Sfarim, that as you try to rise from one step to another step to become a better person, you do it step by step. If you expect to jump very high, right away you'll fall. And to have unrealistic expectations of yourself or your loved ones will be very harmful to yourself and your loved ones. If you're a perfectionist, you usually strive to be flawless and you're extremely critical of yourself when you're not or you're extremely critical of your husband and wife when they're not flawless and you never settle for being good enough. Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's a hobby, whether it's in your learning or in the davening. And again, it's not a contradiction to want to work hard and strive, like we talked about when we learned Rabbi Hutner's letter early on about bouncing back, falling down, but bouncing back, falling down, but bouncing back. That's okay. To want to strive to become better, to improve, but not to the expense of extremely high, unrealistic expectations that crush you and crush the people around you. If you're a perfectionist, that means life doesn't feel right if something falls short of your standard. And uh, if your house is not perfectly clean, that upsets you greatly. If your letter is not perfectly written, that upsets you greatly. If your wife is not perfectly dressed, upsets you greatly. If your wife does not maintain as clean of a house as you want the house to be, that upsets you greatly. If your husband is not perfectly efficient in everything he does, that upsets you greatly. And don't be deceived by the fact that people praise perfectionists, either in the work environment, their employee that's a perfectionist, they praise them and they encourage these tendencies. It's always okay to encourage good work and good behavior and, you know, good quality things. But not to the extent of hyper-focusing on it, to say like they're a machine and they're unbelievable, and it creates that unrealistic notion of perfectionism. Now, there's a lot of reasons behind why people have this tendency. It's known through studies that if someone's an only child or firstborn, the Bechar of, of a family will have very often those 
perfectionist tendencies. And the simple reason behind that is, is that there is no buffer between the parent and the child. There's no siblings in between. So they place all their energy and focus on their child. And sometimes the parent's love for their child is conditional based on achievement. And if they don't achieve, it's not good enough. And people who are parents who gave this conditional love and being overcritical of their children most likely will end up having perfectionistic children. And sometimes the unrealistic expectations in perfectionism is to themselves being extremely self-critical. Sometimes it's to others, including one's own husband and wife. And sometimes it's a combination of both. You're hard on yourself, but you're very hard on your wife too. You're hard on your husband, but you're very hard on your, on your, you're, you're hard on yourself, but you're very hard on your husband too. And that's something that we have to try to undo. In our society, in our media, media, there's always comparison. In our culture, there's always comparison. In our kahilis, there's always comparison. People, quote unquote, that have a standard that they're always looking whether they meet those stem standards. And if people um, always have those high standards and then when they fall short, they'll feel very incompetent. Or if others see that flaw, they'll feel disrespected. It's very hard to live with yourself when you're a perfectionist. It leads a lot to anxiety, to depression, sometimes a self-righteousness that is totally unrealistic and wrong. And perfectionists most likely, very often, do not ask for help. They hate to admit that they need help. They hate to be vulnerable. And um, to, you know, to admit that you can't do something on your own, they view as a shame. And in reality, it's not to something to be shameful of. People say, you know, why show your dirty laundry to our neighbors? Meaning, why advertise flaws? We're not meant to advertise flaws. Uh, there's no point in just bashing yourself or, you know, putting a negative outlook on your own image for no reason. But when you do need help and you need to speak to specific people to help you, the perfectionist will hold back from doing that. They'd rather be caught dead than actually admitting that they need help with something. And the key is, is you need to allow yourself to get the help you need when you have these perfectionistic uh, tendencies that could really hurt yourself and it could hurt your husband and wife who mean uh, uh, the life to you, but you're being overly, over, overly critical of them. You need to give yourself permission to make mistakes. And you need to give your wife permission to make mistakes. You need to give your husband permission to make mistakes. And to move your attention sometimes away from yourself, not to hyper-focus on your wife's flaws or your husband's flaws or your own flaws for that matter. And not to be obsessed over how other people think of you or feel about you. There's a certain great freedom in owning up to your own decisions.
even if you're responsible for the consequences of those decisions. That's the difficult part of making decisions because you have to own up to it. But it's Kedai to do so, even if it's not perfect and even if you make mistakes along the way. And it's very important when you compare yourself, you compare yourself to yourself. You don't compare yourself to others. What I mean is, is like this. You compare yourself to your own potential, your own true potential. I could become better. I could achieve more. It's in my ability to do so. You build your self-confidence. And then with comparing yourself to yourself and say, you know, I could be better than this. And not in a perfectionist way, but you work on becoming your better self. There's always going to be people ahead of you. There's always going to be people behind you. There'll be people that are richer than you, poorer than you, more attractive than you, less attractive than you. It's part of life. And the main focus is, is not to focus on the people that are ahead or behind you, but on yourself, where you are now and where you could go in a healthy, normal way. It's very important for many to limit social media, limit the concern of what culture is telling you or comparisons, and to set healthy boundaries when it comes to media and all these things and not worry what people think and just be focused on bringing out your own best potential, but in a normal way, step by step by step, not by bashing yourself and not by expecting uh, very unrealistic goals which you cannot achieve, nor are you expected to achieve. When you're a, per- a perfectionist, you need to learn to do the opposite of that. And a lot of that is to develop the Menuchas HaNefesh that we talk so much in the Friday Shurim, Rezalik Plissin's books on serenity. Because when you have Menuchas HaNefesh, it's then that you show yourself patience and understanding. It's when you have Menuchas HaNefesh is when you realize that Hashem, He does want you to grow, but He doesn't expect unrealistic things from you. When you have Menuchas HaNefesh, you know that your husband can make mistakes and your wife can make mistakes, and that's okay. We know the famous Hagdama to the Sefer Chayvah that he writes in Nagdama that he pretty much was ready to give up on the whole project of writing the Sefer, Chayva Salvavis, feeling that he was very inadequate, that a lot of people knew a lot more than him, that he didn't know fluent Arabic, because again, the, the Chayva Salvavis was originally written in the language of the land, which was in Arabic at the time, and he wasn't that fluent as others were, another reason why he felt maybe he shouldn't do this project, and so many other reasons, until he realized that that's coming from the Yetzirah, either to get him lazy or to become overly fearful from doing a task that he knew that he could do. And at the end, he decided to do it. And we have a treasure, the Chayus Alvavis. And when he was saying the truth about his own 
Kaichis, he meant what he said. A lot of people could have written maybe a better sefer than me. It's a, you know, there's so many flaws. It's not going to be perfect. But he wrote it, and it was a, it's, it became a classic in, in um, Jewish life and Jewish hashkafa. It's okay to make, make mistakes. You didn't daven that well today. You could work better and daven better tomorrow. You tried your best to say a perfect Birchas HaMazen, pointing your finger at every word, having Kavana in every, with every single word with the depth of emotion. And you slipped, you were overtired, you skipped a couple of words, you weren't concentrating. You don't give up. You try again. You try again. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not make us robots. He made us human beings. Yes, we're human beings that have an infinite, beautiful soul that could accomplish tremendous things. But God gave us limitations that came with us. We live in the human body. We need to eat. We need to sleep. We need to rest. We sometimes get overwhelmed. Yes, there are some people that function better than others under stress. But whatever type of person you are, and you can work better on how to function in times of stress. But the bottom line is, you don't compare yourself to others. You try to just do the best that you can do. (sighs) Children need so much to hear from their parents. Even teenage children, older children. I'm proud of you. I'm happy the way you turned out. It's okay that you're not perfect. It's okay that you make mistakes. I'm very proud of what you have accomplished in life. And for your trying and for doing the best you can. Children need to hear this. And if you're married, you're likely to be married. Your husband and wife need to hear this. You know and you sense they're trying very hard to be the best wife possible, the best husband possible, to provide a parnasa for his wife to have a nice home and take care of the children for herself, for her husband. And it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay when the floor is messy sometimes. It's okay when things spill. It's okay when kids are cranky and it's a little bit overwhelming. And it's okay if things don't work out exactly perfect the way you expected it to be. Hashem doesn't expect us to be perfect, doesn't want us to be perfect. He just wants us to try and He wants progress. He doesn't want us to be perfect. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu is perfect. We are not. This doesn't mean you lower your standards. It doesn't mean that you are lazy. Or it doesn't mean that you're not realizing that there's tremendous potential in every single person. Sometimes you could motivate. Sometimes you could push a person to a certain limit to help them grow. But it has to come out of a love and out of a full acceptance of that person. I know I can count on you. And I know you'll do okay. And if they fall, you give them chizik. Very, very important that when people fall short of their goals, you give them chizik. You did a tremendous achievement of, that you did got, got this far. And may Hashem help you continue to go further. You give encouragement. This idea of removing the perfectionism from our hearts could save so many marriages, could help so many marriages, could, could reduce so much stress that people put on themselves and on their husbands and wives and ultimately on their children. 
it is so, so important to let go of these perfectionist tendencies and to allow your husband to thrive, your wife to thrive as they are. They're good people. They're trying. Sometimes they fall. Sometimes they're tired. There are days where that, that we do better at work than other days. There are days we ju- we just running better than other days. It's normal. There's ups and downs in life. We don't beat ourselves up and we don't beat other people up for it. We just are told just to try our best and keep on going and keep on striving and not to give up. Not to give up, but to keep on striving. So it is a little, it is a little bit of a paradox. This acceptance versus growth. To get out of your comfort zone, not be happy with your own little comfort zone. So you do have to go past that. So total acceptance of, okay, you could stay in that shell that's not healthy either. You need to do a little gently nudge a person towards their greater potential. But not to the point that Halila, there's a judgmentalism and a um, feeling of inadequacy there. You have to build people up, not Halila tear them down. And especially true with your own husband and with your own wife. You see their good Nakudais, you see their trying. You see, yes, they acknowledge, they know there are things that they could do better and they want to do better. And they feel bad about it themselves. And they want to try harder. You give them encouragement. And we need to drop those standards that have nothing to do with us. Again, don't look at people that are ahead of you or behind you. There'll always be people ahead of you and behind you in every level of life, in every aspect of life. We need to look at ourselves, compare ourselves to ourselves to bring out our own potential and not to beat it out of us, but to water it and grow it that way, cultivate it. You don't develop somebody by bashing them. You water them, put sunshine on them. Yes, help them go out of their comfort zone a little bit, but ultimately you try to bring out their best best selves and drop the unhealthy perfectionist tendencies that are in the home. And if something is causing tension because you're expecting things a certain way, learn how to let go. And it promotes so much shalom and so much healing. And you'll see that once that judgmentalism is away and that perfectionism is removed, then automatically there's a natural striving to become better and better that comes from a healthy place and not from a pressurized negative place. We may be all to achieve this and to remove the unhealthy perfectionism from our lives and especially from our homes between husband and wife and between our children. Sometimes we're harder on one child than another child Sometimes we're too hard on our children. We need to be compassionate. Yes, there's a chenech. We can't, we're not their friends. We have to sometimes push. We have to sometimes prod. And we have to sometimes nudge them in the right direction to grow. And sometimes it has to be firm. But firmness doesn't mean cruelty. Firmness doesn't mean bashing. Firmness means I have faith in you. You can do this. 
And if something failed, you say, okay, let's regroup, try it again. You have this combination of deep, deep compassion with also, yes, a certain amount of discipline of healthy chinuch towards each child, but never in a condescending way, never in a crushing way. And with the schus of removing that perfectionism and accepting, more accepting and realistic of our own husbands and wives will promote tremendous amount of shalom bias in our homes, through that, with the true healing in our whole, all our families, and we should be zayichem et Hashem, the Kabbalah's Mashiach, to Kenu, B'mheir, V'yameinu, Amen.